Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th. And it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. All right, Daniel, we're back with the upsell. New format, food stories. Yep. It's going great. We've gotten a lot of great feedback, I have to say. Not to not to toot our own horns, but our small and engaged audience is is into the format shift. And growing. And growing. Growing every day. Uh, can I tell you about something that happened to me this weekend? Sure. Is it extremely wanna... exciting? No. But I want to get your I want to get your take. So I was getting a drink, a spontaneous Sunday night drink. A with, spontaneous drink with my friend JJ. Okay. Uh, at the why place. does it sound like a like a a noir pulpy like with my friend JJ? My friend JJ. I mean, I, that's probably just like it was raining. His name. And, okay. Whenever you say it, it's like oh, <laughs> Is it just JJ. The name? It's just the name <laughs> JJ, and all of a sudden JJ. I'm like double indemnity. <laughs> like it was raining. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah. at the Mexican place next to my apartment. Um, <laughs> So when a, a mystery walked in. We got a drink. Okay. I thought it would be one drink. Turned into two drinks. But that's fine. You know what? I can handle it. And then the wonderful proprietor of the Mexican place next to my apartment gave us shots. Mm-hmm. Which I should be very happy about. Nope. You I know, wouldn't be. It was delicious nope. tequila. Mm-hmm. Free. Like, why not? But it just turned something that should have been just like a chill end of Sunday, end of the weekend, into like maybe drinking a little too much. Yeah, I'm wondering your take on getting free drinks at bars and restaurants. Uh, it's either the greatest thing in the world or an awkward thing because if it, if if it's a drinking night and I'm yeah. like, I'm going out tonight, I'm gonna do something, right? And then someone, do you have drinking nights where it's just like, no limit? I'm drinking tonight. Yeah, it's called. It's when happens. the Canadian, my Canadian friends and I will be like, we're going out tonight. We're going out. Yeah, yeah. Should we're, we go out we're, tonight? We're putting on yeah, our... let's go. Let's, whatever. What do you wear? What do we wear when yeah. we go out? I don't know if you have, like, going out, putting yeah. on the blazers. Do you think we Going do, to the bar? Yeah, yeah. No, it's just jeans, a sport jacket. Great. And uh, <laughs> a little pocket square. Put on our, ro- put on our Rolexes. Table. You do have a beer pong table in your house, right? It's not. <laughs> First of all, let me close this loop by saying there's no uniform. Fine. We're not... Going to like the polo club though. Sure, too. it's just it's just the idea. You just let the but night. You mentally prep. We're going out. I don't have a beer pong table in my apartment. I have a, a wonderful f- piece of furniture that I bought from Crate and Barrel. On mm-hmm. it was it was discontinued. Mm-hmm. I bought it from Crate and Barrel, and it, it's a bar that folds out. Uh, yeah, the top of the bar folds out and happens to be an appropriate length to play beer pong on, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I didn't buy it with the intention. I did buy it with the intention of playing beer pong on it, but that was a long <laughs> yes, time ago. I've grown. Uh, I still play If you want to see it, follow Daniel Janine on Instagram. <laughs> Do I put it up? Every I... once in a while on a Saturday night. Are you happy about it? See. Yeah, it's always like, up. Oh. He's back. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if it was one of those nights and I was out for dinner at a Mexican restaurant and someone poured me a glass of or a shot of mezcal, uh, sipping or just mm-hmm. straight shoot, I'm amped AF. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 Especially when the bartender or whoever. I mean, I've, we've talked about this before, but when the when the person serving you like kind of sneaks one and has one with you. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, this guy was totally doing that. Oh, it's the best in yeah. the world. Uh, but. If uh, it's it's actually a, a source of anxiety for me because like as you know I I lived in the same place for a while I go to some of the same restaurants and as I start to know people you know and also with this job you get people are interested in in talking to you as a customer and mm-hmm. you can occasionally will be given some things to try and I am very cut and dry about my drinking and non drinking nights and a non drinking right. night I want nothing I don't want to be anywhere near alcohol so then if you're having a non drinking night. And, so, and somebody walks over like, oh, bro, you got to try this. Like, uh, we just got this shipment in from whatever. And I'm, I'll I'll do it, but it kills. I hate it. Oh, I hate so you will it. do it. You will do it. I'll take a tiny oh. sip and then get rid of it. Maybe and then just I, dump it on the so floor. So the trick is I always order soup on. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I... I want to get rid of it at all costs. My problem is this. Like sneak it in the bathroom, pour well, it down the toilet? Okay, I was swishing around my mouth. No, I, my problem is one or two drinks gives me a light buzz that prevents me from sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't, I don't like to live in that range. Right. I like being bone sober is, the, is my easiest way to fall asleep. I know people that zero are like zero or three plus for Daniel. Zero Jane. or four or five wow. plus, yeah. Uh, Oof, this is a whole another episode. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> but no, I you know people are like, oh, one glass of wine and I sleep like a baby. Right. Anyway, so I, I, I don't like it. I know I can feel when it's coming, mm-hmm. and it starts to make me anxious. Like, oh, this guy's looking at me like he's gonna give me a shot. It's <laughs> like I can tell that that guy in his eyes, he got a nice he's, new shipment of something. Yeah, he's, and like, he's like, he's like, Daniel real excited Janine about it. Is gonna want to try this cocktail. I'll tell you one time I was sitting at a restaurant that I go to a lot next to a liquor rep. Oh boy! And he was like, he was like a kind of a cowboy dude. He had a mezcal thing, and he's like. Try some of this. You got, oh, you haven't had our stuff? You got to try it. And I was just like, I don't feel like it. No, thank you. But I didn't care because he wasn't the bartender. Right. And that was great. But you feel like everyone else you have to impress, so you have to say yes. Also, when I'm in a liquor store or something, buying something, and there's like a sample, a demo or whatever, and it's like 11 on a Saturday Mm -hmm. or something, and everyone's like, oh, shit, freeze. I was like, I I want nowhere near that. But I have no, but I don't need, I have no, I don't feel guilt about that. So I'm fine with those. It's just really that. I wonder if bartenders have gone easier on that kind of behavior now that there's more of a movement towards people like not drinking and people are more public about their, you know, sobriety. I think I think that's an interesting question, right? We are in the mocktail era. Yeah. Or or maybe it's not supposed to call that. No, sorry. Zero proof. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's more what uh, the change I've noticed is I feel like when you're at a table with someone who is a non-drinker or not drinking for any reason, they're like, oh, I'm not drinking tonight. The bartender or whoever's serving you will always be like, oh, great, cool. Yeah, we have a good collection of yeah. juices or whatever. Whereas maybe five years ago, they'll be like, come on, what are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah. it's, it's going to be a fun one. Your friends are right. all. Well, and I guess in the case of my story, mm-hmm. 
I was already drinking two margaritas on a Sunday night. Yeah. And we were like the last people in the bar. So I hope. He was like, these are these are spontaneous people. Yeah. David is definitely not listening to this. But uh-huh. I would hope well, if Well, with were, our new I format, you never know. <laughs> you never okay. know. I wouldn't want him to get the impression that I'm not appreciative because I appreciate his generosity. That's why you feel, that's why I feel guilty because you appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, I'm so, he's so nice. Yeah. And like, it was very delicious. It's just. You know, going to bed Sunday night, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I should have just gone home yesterday? and watched like Game of Thrones. It was fine. Yeah. yeah. Daniel. Yo. Hey. Okay. Hey. I have I have two related things I want to talk about with you. Uh, Impossible Burger and Beyond Meat. Very related. Very related. Gotcha. Okay. So first up, Impossible Burger. Turns out this is the the burger that bleeds, the veggie burger that's like sweeping the nation. It's now in Burger King and mm-hmm. it's been in fancy restaurants for a while and it's a just dripping blood all over America. Blood. It's um what's White Castle? It's a White Castle too. Oh yeah. They are experiencing a shortage right now because it's so popular. It's so big. It's so so big. It's slamming. Yeah. That's that's the big news there. That's the big news there. <laughs> yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Uh it's crazy. I mean, I think maybe this is tell me if this is boring. Uh-huh. But what I was thinking in my head was when I first read that was there are no I couldn't name a like ground beef manufacturer mm-hmm. that's like the one. You, you know, mean you don't you don't know the brands. I mean, I know some brands. I especially know like, like Palafreda in yeah. New York. Um and then you know some of the ones that are selling in Costco's and Walmart's right. and big industrial uh, factory farm brands. But it seems like there's no other burger that has a brand name. Right. It's like right now, if you said, what is the biggest burger in America? Well, you could say fast food burgers have brand names, right? You could say like a Whopper. A Whopper. Yeah, but that's not the patty, right? No. So it wouldn't be like you couldn't go to TGI Fridays and no, get no, no. a Whopper. Right. But it's just that single patty is being sold in so many different restaurants Mm -hmm. at different price points. And you can go in and say, hey, do you have Impossible? And not only that, but people are obsessed with it. um, In this story, there was a – I can't remember. Was it Kelsey's or one of these big chain Mm -hmm. TGI Friday style places that – was completely sold out, and they bought Beyond Meat burgers. It was at this little place called Ruby's <coughs> in New York. They brought on Beyond Meat. Oh, Ruby's, the Australian yeah, sandwich yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, Okay, I read, that as, people, I read that as Ruby Tuesdays. No, no, no. It's My little, little Ruby's. But yeah, people were pissed. They want, they want the Impossible Burger. What? Uh, they want that blood. That veg blood. They want the veg blood. The hemoglobin. On the flip side... Oh, no I was, pun intended. I was just at a restaurant <laughs> yeah. talking to the owner about the Impossible Burger. Yeah. I ordered it. I ate it. Uh, he was saying that, yes, it's very popular. It's also very popular in caviar. People mm. order it Hell yeah. for their home. Um, but because he's in the financial district, he gets a lot of tourists. And the tourists oftentimes are upset when they get their Impossible Burger because it's bleeding and they don't like the blood. And he's actually gotten really bad Yelp reviews from people being like, we were expecting a veggie burger. Instead, I got this like weird, you know, bleeding yeah. fake meat thing. Wow. Yeah. That's I would not have I would not have thought of that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh mean, there are there are just veggie burger fans out there who are not gonna be satisfied. They want the old school morning star. How do they feel about the texture eyes closed? I guess you didn't ask him. I that didn't ask question. him about that. Mm-hmm. I think he's just like, oh, what do I do about these tourists that want like Old school veggie burgers. Well, it's very simple. I mean, you, you have both. 
Yeah, he has to go, but now he has to go do that. Oh, get it, get yourself a chickpea patty. You know he's gonna be all right. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's very psyched because he's he does not eat gluten, and the new Impossible Burger 2.0 has no gluten in it, so he's flying high. Is this uh, is this huge? Is Impossible Burger? Do you think it's gonna? It might be huge. I mean, Burger King. It's huge. We talked about it before, and they they did the test in St. Louis, but this week they announced they're bringing it to seven thousand locations. Mm -hmm. So, relatedly, Daniel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Beyond Meat, <laughs> the competitor, yeah, went public this morning Whoa. on the day we're recording. So ding, you, guys, ding. you guys will hear it later. But yeah, yeah Thursday, May 2nd, it, they IPO'd, stock more than doubled in value right out of the gate. It's now trading at $60. Right. When just last week, the company was estimating it would start selling at 19 to $21. So, you know, I mean, the first day of trading is always a little whatever, but something. Didn't crash right out of the gate. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, the chains that have chains that have beyond me are Del Taco, Carl's Jr., TGI Fridays. Yeah, and there are like a bunch of grocery stores. We had a piece on Eater asking when McDonald's would finally cave and get the Impossible Burger. Yeah. Uh, in this story, also, McDonald's has started selling the or is experimenting with the Incredible Burger. What's the Incredible Burger? I think it's it's made by Nestle, I believe. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's just crazy to me that uh, it, that they would want to kind of knock off the name a little bit, like right. go in the same vein. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm uh, sure that came up in a meeting, and they were like, <laughs> yeah, let's just go for it. So, all right, here's a question. Do you think we'll see any fancy New York restaurants doing like a funny take on Impossible, like an Impossible Chili, or, I don't know, an Impossible Mole or something like that? I feel like that could happen in a few. It could happen. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that day, <laughs> <You're> I guess. <laughs> no. I like that everyone, Impossible is like the Game of Thrones of pro, of the protein world right now. Everyone's everyone's diving in. Everyone's talking Every, about it. Everyone wants in. Everyone wants in. Uh, yeah, I think the best application for this is fast food. Because while I enjoyed my burger today, I, if I'm going in for a burger, a real burger at a restaurant, yeah. I want the real thing. Oh, you didn't? But, you didn't? You weren't head over heels. I liked it. I could see how it would be an awesome option when you're like on a road trip and you Mm -hmm. have to stop at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm down for that. Yeah. But also, like, if we're trying to eat less meat as a culture, like, I'm I'm on board. I think it's, yeah, it's a net positive. Yeah. I mean, they're saying that it takes a lot of energy to make these things still, but I think they'll work that out. Mm -hmm. Spiritual energy? Mm, No. (laughs) Energy, energy. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, Greg Morabito is here, Eater's pop culture editor, guru, uh, to talk. We've got some, we've got some, some TV stuff to cover uh, this this month or this week, I guess. Hey, Greg. Yeah. Hey, how's it going, Dan? Um, Are you someone who watches Game of Thrones? Yeah, a hundred percent. Are you? Yeah, you must be. I am. I. I'll be like completely honest with you, though. I'm not. I'm probably not your garden variety Game of Thrones watcher. I basically watch it for the memes, like to be able to understand what's going to happen on the internet the next day. You and are someone who doesn't like to, you don't like to miss out on what the internet is talking about, eh? I feel like at this point, especially with Game of Thrones, it's like if you don't understand what happened on Sunday night, just Twitter is not going to make sense for like four days, you know? <laughs> More importantly for our purposes, 
uh, the thirsty, the brands are thirsty. Yeah, the, the brands have been pretty thirsty around this final season of Game of Thrones. It's interesting because if you look back at the history, I guess it's been eight years or yeah, eight seasons of Game of Thrones. The the TV show and HBO have not done a lot of brand partnerships, sponsorships and things over the years. Like mm-hmm. I think when they launched, they had like a food truck that Tom Colicchio was part of, but like not a lot of other stuff. <laughs> and then they've been kind of slowly building it up just a little bit, a few more sort of brand partnerships and things like that. And then since the Super Bowl this year, Super Bowl Sunday, when the dragon from Game of Thrones crashed into the Bud Light Dilly Dilly universe, it's just been this onslaught of different promotions and deals and partnerships between Game of Thrones and all these other brands, including a bunch of food brands. Yeah. Um, so I feel like this is the last gasp. And something I read is that, you know, Game of Thrones is really so expensive to produce. Yeah. So they can offset the cost of making the show and paying all those actors, you know, their huge salaries by partnering with brands and, and doing these kind of cross promotional deals. But it's interesting. Uh, it is like kind of surprising. I think to see like, uh, they have like Oreos that have the crests of the different game of Thrones houses on them. Uh, Shake Shack. They did a special cheese bacon cheeseburger that guests, can only order if they ask for it in Valerian, a language that's on the show. Um, there's like branded single malt scotches and beer yeah. and wine. And like the weirdest one to me is Mountain Dew has a special can, a limited edition can that is completely white. But when you put it in the freezer or the fridge and it cools down, it displays the names of all the people that Arya Stark has killed. So yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like the thing that I find funny about it is obviously Game of Thrones is this huge phenomenon. It's probably the biggest cultural phenomenon aside from Marvel and the Avengers right now in terms of its sort of universality. But, but the unusual thing about it is that like, it's this huge cultural phenomenon, but the show has so much ghastly stuff in it. All this, you know, (laughs) outrageous violence and incest and there's rape and it's bloody and you know it's it, it's like definitely the most sort of hard r adult themed kind of gory at times smutty show that i think i've ever seen so many big brands clamor to to get a piece of you know which of these to you works i mean i think that they all sort of work on this basic level of Game of Thrones fans and to a large extent, just sort of fans of pop culture in general Mm -hmm. are paying attention to anything Game of Thrones related. And so, you know, when there's a new promotional tie in that pops up, I think people like are are generally just sort of curious a little bit. Um, It just kind of keeps Game of Thrones and whatever that brand is like in the conversation constantly. Like, I can't tell you how many people have asked me about the Game of Thrones Oreos, which we didn't even really cover very much on either, but it's just something like, I don't know if people talk about it or they see about it on online somewhere, but it's just something it's like, well, people like Oreos, people like game of Thrones. And if you have game of Thrones, Oreos, (laughs) then people are going to think about both game of Thrones and Oreos a little bit more than they normally would, you know? Okay. Greg, can you tell us about this new initiative uh, at Burger King? That's kind of, I guess, in response to happy meals. We're living in this era where fast food brands try, (laughs) they throw anything they can to the wall to see what sticks. 
And, like, they'll try anything, I think, to generate some good buzz on social media or just to get people talking. And so uh, Burger King this month just rolled out uh, something they're calling Real Meals, (laughs) which are basically like Happy Meals. Like, the box looks exactly like a Happy Meal, but they're monochromatic um, and kind of moody colors. And they have these moods written on them. Like blue, salty, yes, pissed, and DGAS. Mm-hmm. So the idea here is that you're not always happy. Because kids these days aren't always happy. <laughs> so they're giving you other moods that you can align with when you want a Whopper, fries, and a soda. Because that's what sad Gen Zers want. They want to reflect their mood in their, in their corporate <laughs> paper boxes. Yeah, that's so exactly. ridiculous. <laughs> The thing that annoyed me about this um, is that, you know, I got like an announcement about it for my email and Burger King said that they partnered with Mental Health America on this campaign, selected May for its launch as its Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm. But it just doesn't seem sincere. Like if it was just an ad about, hey, you should feel okay, however you're feeling, because it's Mental Health Awareness Month and, you know, it's okay to get support, get support, you know, take some time, do self-care. If that was the message, and then at the end it said Burger King or whatever. That, that, <laughs> yeah, would, that would be I fine. Think that would be and much, when you're done, come to Burger King. <laughs> right. But they're trying to say, hey, we know that you're, we know that, you know, maybe you have the, maybe there's all these issues that are weighing on your mind. Maybe right. you need to take some self-care. So why don't you do it at Burger King? Do it at Burger King with this gray box <laughs> of crap. Exactly. Therapy yeah, sure makes you hungry. For Burger King. It's still, it's still an advertisement, you know? Like, when I saw this, I thought, oh, somewhere there's, like, older millennial Don Draper and Gen X Roger Sterling, and they're just, like, <laughs> clinking glasses because they just they just figured out their new hotshot campaign, you know? Oh, my God. It is definitely an older millennial and, like, a Roger Sterling Gen X. <laughs> Greg, in the piece, did you mention that no money from the sales of these neutral meals or whatever are going to the mental health awareness organization? That is correct. They're not giving up any proceeds from this. And um, I'll also say that somebody from that, um, that organization like reached out to me this morning and was like, you didn't get the point of the ad, man. Really? Um, Yeah. I I was like, "Um, I don't think you get the point of the ad, man. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> like this is a commer- this is a this is a tool that they're using to sell Whopper. All right, next up there are these new plates called brew social plates. The point of the brew social plates are to be the opposite of social to or di- disrupt social. Well, anyway, they look like they look like clay kind of artsy uh French countryside ceramic dishware, mm-hmm. but um Hidden in this like speckled, I don't know, seawaterish pattern, mm-hmm. are QR codes, and a QR code is a, a, a bar, basically a barcode that you're when you try to take a picture of it, uh, your phone sees Response. it as a web link, yeah. and will pop open a web address. So what these uh, have these plates have hidden in them is is social media boogie traps mm-hmm. that are meant to pop Pranking open this website you. saying, hey, B- 
before like before you take this picture or like I see you're taking a picture of a food of the food consider uh, you know consider the people you're with I can't remember exactly what they say it says nice photo but don't forget to enjoy your dining companions as well yeah I like that I mean let me let me you like that no I hate it actually because if you're gonna do it then do it don't nice photo me be like put down your phone dickhead that's what I wanted to say you know, don't. Uh, the problem is, is that Instagram is such a big deal for restaurants promoting, uh, promoting themselves, and and so important right now in the restaurant yeah. ecosystem that they're not ever going to be like no photos. I'm surprised how few restaurants have really gone no photos. It was a big thing back in the day, and now everyone is toppled over. I appreciate that this is an innovative thing. What would you do if you were in a restaurant and you saw one of these plates? I'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> I, I hate the whole thing. It's none of their business. Yeah. They shouldn't be sending things to this my phone. This is the first question I should have They shouldn't asked. be having messages pop up on my phone if I want to take a picture of my food. Yeah. You know, like if they want to be scoldy, be scoldy to my face. Don't do this weird QR code <laughs> thing and prank people. Like that's yeah. so rude. I would never go back to that restaurant. Wow. How do you feel? Have you ever been in a place where like, have you ever been in one of those restaurants where they uh, ask for your phone at the door? For, and put them in a box no, or anything? No, How would you feel I've about seen that? that. Would you uh, be like, I have kids at home? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would use that, but I would just say, no. <laughs> like at Hearth, they had those boxes. Yeah. So it's like, put your phone in the box. Like, but those I'm, are stupid I'm too. I'm an adult. Because those can, are just boxes. I can decide what I want to do. Don't, don't condescend to me. Have you heard uh, my friends, and again, just like uh, the scorning uh, has, has tapered off, we used to play a game where you know, maybe two, three years ago, whenever we'd go for a group dinner, that if we would stack all our iPhones in the middle of the table and it was just like group shame, you weren't allowed to touch it. Uh-huh. And then if you grabbed yours, you had to like buy everyone a drink or something. And then people would grab their phones? People would grab it and be like, all right, I'll buy everyone a drink. I need to check something. I need to. What do they check? I mean, who knows what it is? A hockey game score or maybe <laughs> a text from their crush? I don't know. Wild. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about that game? Would you play? Uh, you're good about. We've been out to dinner, and you're good about not. I don't look phone. at my phone at dinner. No. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be weird to play that game. You hate. I don't have any friends who would do that. You hate. You know, you're gonna not look at your phone, but you don't want anyone telling you not to look at your phone. Yeah, I think we can all control ourselves. <laughs> you're good at controlling yourself. Nobody. You're, I don't. But I don't need someone else. I don't need. 99th percentile of self control, in my opinion. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I, I, but I also don't think a restaurant has the right to tell you how to behave in that way. What if they had these plates with the QR code, but like you uh, take a picture and it gives you the recipe of the dish or the ingredients? I guess I would be more amenable to that. Yeah, oh, you you couldn't be less amenable. It sounded like, but when I asked you, it sounded like they were. Well, know, I was uh, mad that they're being intrusive, so I think I would still be annoyed. I would still be very annoyed. Yeah, if you took a picture of your food and then it's like, hey, check out the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What if it was like you to go to take a picture of the food and then it was like uh, a fun anecdote from the chef's childhood? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Worst of the three. <laughs> All right, Daniel, a new uh, food item, I guess is what we should call it, came out this week called guacamole cheese. Uh, It's one of those things that pops up across all your feeds and then everyone on the internet writes a stupid story about it and they're all on their Slack channels being like, what's our take on guac cheese? (laughs) Uh, So it's 
what is it exactly? It's just like um, it looks like cheese flavored with guacamole. I, and I think that's what I actually don't know. It. What is it exactly? Is it, it 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 just is green cheese? It's a guacamole gouda blend cheese that you can have at your like low grade supermarket. Okay, so this is really dumb. So it's just guac flavored cheese. Guac f- flavored cheese. So so what's this interesting about this is how internet. big it got. Yeah, and if you Google it. I just think it's funny, Daniel, <laughs> to look at all of the headlines. You're that enjoying people hit, wrote. you're enjoying Danieling me today, eh? I mean, yeah, your mom is always not listening. that. It just sounds, <laughs> my mom is always she's here. <laughs> uh, so if you Google guacamole cheese, you can just see how various media outlets decided to cover it and how they tried to come up with their angle. And I always find it funny with viral food stories like this just to see what everybody's take is. <laughs> yeah, okay, give me your favorites. Okay, um, I'm just Googling it right now and reading through what comes up at the top. Uh, San Francisco Chronicle, Love that first one. response, guacamole cheese now exists. Where is your God now? Wow. What does that tell you about? If you knew nothing about the paper, give me, the, give me your... Uh... What is that this? they're what? just trying to go absurdist because they're so embarrassed to be covering this at all. Right. Did we cover it? Let's see. <laughs> I remember seeing it in Slack, but I, I, it maybe it ended up in some news roundup. Yeah. Nope. Yes, I'm so proud. I'm so proud. <laughs> You're not going to find a guac cheese story on Eater. <laughs> just on the Eater upsell just where we devote Eater. six minutes of our lives to it. <laughs> Correct. All right. <laughs> Give me some more. People magazine. Guacamole cheese now exists, and it's made with real avocados. Like, uh, so dumb. That's so embarrassing to be that person. Um, <laughs> AOL.com, also embarrassing. Guacamole cheese is here to make eating guacamole even easier. Like, wow. There's no person who's writing this that thinks this is cool. No one's like, oh, guacamole gouda. You think both those headline, both those those writers are miserable? Yeah. Hundred percent. They're like, oh, okay, this is what's gonna get people to click on it. And this is what our audience wants. <laughs> yeah, but if they're coming up with something so dynamic, like it makes gua- eating guacamole even easier, you got to imagine that that's came into their heads. And they're like, I my Here's I my wake take. up every I go to bed every night and I'm like, shit, I haven't eaten enough guacamole today. <laughs> if only it was how, incorporated how into other products. More. Yeah. Miami Herald, <laughs> ready for guacamole cheese. Some aren't sure how to feel about the NC-based grocer's dip. Makes you makes you wonder. Very like um, local news headline. Uh, like, is there some controversy here? Click through and find out. Some... And it's probably like two people on the street being like, "Huh?" <laughs> the, the, the man on the street interviews like, "Oh, what did they do now?" Okay, I don't know. I'm not sure how to feel about that. I mean, I, and then the other person's like, "Well, I, you know, I like guacamole and I like cheese. I, I'll, I'd try it. I guess. I guess I'd pick one up. Uh, munchies, guacamole cheese is a thing now, but it shouldn't be. Whoa, Ooh. so spicy. Somebody's got some edge. <laughs> what else? Cooking light, guacamole cheese now exists, but is it healthy? Well, that's very, very, on, on brand. very on brand. And then if you <laughs> click through, you see they got all the calorie counts. Yep. <laughs> Just saying. All these all these different ways you can approach the story. All slightly embarrassing. Yeah. What but do you do? some people tried to keep their heads. If you had high. to write this story, what do you what do you do? What do you title it? I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'd be like, I I hate that I have to write a story <laughs> about guacamole cheese. <laughs> I would write what I'm doing right now. Guacamole cheese is here. 
hear how 20 different publications wrote headlines about it. You know what this is? It's humbling. Because when, when I, if someone was like, hey, there's guacamole cheese, I would have two thoughts. I'd be like, so avocado, onion, vague onion, garlic flavored cheese. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's probably out already. Right, right. Like that, that must how exist. That should have, I feel like that's three years ago in terms of the trajectory of our food innovation. Yeah. And, or that, or um, they were like, well, it's not out yet. And I'd be like, that doesn't sound like it's going to be that big a deal to me. You, you would know, not like, have predicted I would that not have, all of these out, that you would find a, a piece on People magazine no, about and, guacamole cheese. And we got emails about it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the takeout. I usually love these guys. Guacamole cheese is here for you, your Cinco de Mayo mashup. Mm-hmm. Leaning into the Cinco de Mayo <laughs> theme. <laughs> are you going to sleep easy tonight knowing we didn't cover this? Or are you like, I'm in this world. I'm I'm a. I'm you- so proud. I'm so happy that it's only the upsell that is covering this for the Eater brand. <laughs> are we falling on this sword? Well, this is, I mean, we got to, we got to talk about news stories every week, man. <laughs> Hopefully there's more cheeses that come out next week. I hope so. What cheeses haven't been made already? If they haven't made Let's guac cheese. Let's explore that next week. Right in. Any cheese you want to see? <laughs> no, please don't. Is there bacon cheese? Probably. There's cheese with bacon. Yeah. But is there bacon flavored? Anyway, whatever. Okay. Let's move on. Move on.